Love Talk Radio. And it's just you and me 
Welcome to our Tuesday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. I am your host, Sean Holmberg. We'll be joined later on in the second half of the program by Chris Herzog. Our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you have a prayer request, you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. If um, you can't make it to a phone, we have, um, you can actually email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com and we'll get back to your prayer request, um, hopefully immediately. Um, we also have a chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. <sighs> I was actually reading in Isaiah line upon line, precept upon precept. Interesting verse. Um, so uh, let's start off and um, pray. Father, Lord, we surrender this broadcast to you, Father, these next two hours. Father, declaring that these next two hours belong to you, Father, that your will may be done, Jesus, in this earth. Father, magnify your word. Glorify the name of Jesus through your word. Give us wisdom, Father. Give us revelation into the knowledge of you. Give us revelation into your word. Holy Spirit, take this word and make it alive to us tonight, Father. Anybody who's listening to the broadcast, Father, out there, Lord, touch them wherever they need to be touched, Father. Heal them where they need to be healed, Lord. Meet them at the point of their need, Father. Meet them at the point of their faith, Lord. Reveal yourself to them, Jesus. Reveal yourself to them, Jesus. Reveal yourself to them, Jesus. Father, draw us closer to you, Father. Draw us into your presence, Father. Not for our own sake, Lord, but so that we may come to know you as you have already known us. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Out of your way tonight. So this, um, uh, I'm not really sure where to start tonight. So I guess I'll just start, and we'll see what the Holy Spirit does. So um, I've been having this decision to make. Um, as you know, me and um, Chris uh, both work full time. We always have, um, and. You know, the Bible says a man who doesn't work shouldn't eat. And um, if you don't have a job and you're looking for one, call us and we'll pray that the Lord grants you favor. And, um, you know, actually, let's not even do that. Um, right now, if you're out there and you don't have a job and you've been looking for a job and you need a job, lift your hands up right now. Father, Lord, your word declares that we can come boldly to the throne of grace in which we're accepted in a time of need. So, Father, we ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, for all these, Lord, who have placed their trust and their faith in you, Father, knowing that your word declares that you have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor has he begging for bread, Father. 
Lord, knowing that your word declares that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Father, knowing that your word declares that anything we ask in your name, that you'll do it. So, Father, knowing that you're a Jehovah Jireh, the great provider, Father, we ask that you would give divine favor to these, Lord, who are looking for work, Father. Father, that you would set up divine connections, Father. Lord, give them divine revelations, Father. Give them discernment, Father. Speak to them clearly, Lord, and direct them, Father, into the place they need to be, Lord, for those connections that you are setting up, Father. Lord, I pray for every single person in the audience right now, Father, who is looking for a job, Father, that even now, Father, you would begin to work in their heart and, and to lead them in the right direction. Your word declares that a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And you said the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So, Father, we lean upon your grace, Father. We lean upon your mercy, Father. Lord, and we ask for divine favor, Father, for divine blessing upon their life, Father, for divine provision to come down, Lord, that you would make the man fall into their life, Father, to provide for them, to provide for their families, Lord, that you would give them hope, Father, and give them the peace that surpasses all understanding in the times that they're going through right now, Lord. Increase their faith and their belief in you, Father, knowing that you are our provider and that you know everything that we need, Father. So, Lord, we give you all the glory and the honor, Father, for what's about to happen in their lives, Lord, for the revelations, Father, for the, the encounters, Father, that's about to happen, Father. Lord, we give you praise and glory for the doors that you are opening up, Father, and for the phone calls and the emails that they're going to start receiving, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so, uh, divine doors, divine encounters. Um <laughs> So I, I was talking to Chris earlier because I have this opportunity. Um, uh, a couple years ago, I was working on my own, and um, I got a full-time job, and um, like a stable full-time job. And so me and Chris were talking about um, I'm praying on whether I should go back to my full-time job, which could give me far more time for ministry, um, far more time to spend with the Lord, far more time to do things that I know I need to do. Um, and the problem is, is that I have a family, I have four kids, and there's something about having stability in this world um, where you don't have to worry too much um, because, you know, okay, on this day, on this day, on this day, I'm going to get a paycheck, everything's taken care of, I'm good to go. Um, and there's no need to worry. Well, but then there's no need for faith. Um, and I'm not talking about everybody because if the Lord provides you a job and an opening, you should take it. Um, but in my own circumstance, um, I have the ability to work on my own. And, you know, the, the hard part about it is losing the stability, losing the ability to provide for myself and going back to a place of just trusting in the Lord. And I did it before. And for a couple of years, it seems, I um, just trusted in the Lord. And that there were so many divine revelations. There were so many connections that were made, so many chances for the Lord to bless me. And, you know, something about taking a step of faith and walking out there in whatever arena it is, 
that you are feeling called to walk on out to is that it's always scary. Um, but the word of God declares that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And, you know, the same thing happened with Abraham. Um, the Lord God called Abraham out to a land that he didn't know, but God had given him a promise. And for all of our lives, God has given us a promise. He's given us a bunch of promises and hope and that aren't based on ourselves or, or on our own insight into a situation and into the future, but into his. And so Abraham was called out, and the Lord said, leave your home and go to this place that I will show you. And Abraham had never physically seen this place before. He never saw a picture of it. They didn't have postcards. It wasn't um, as for it. It was pretty much, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to trust the Lord. Lord, I have absolutely no clue what it is you're about to do. I don't know where you're taking me. I don't know what your intentions and your plans are, except that you said that you know the thoughts you have for us, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. You know, Jesus said the same thing. He said, I'm the good shepherd. Um, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And um, so, you know, Jesus tried to explain this in a lot of ways. Um, and all through the Old Testament um, about this walk of faith where it says, the just shall live by faith. And something about going out into a place that you don't know is that you leave your own expectations, your own abilities, you leave your own um, comfort zone, um, which is a word that we throw out a lot in the church, it seems. But, you know, if you think about it, what is it in our lives that we hold on to that make us comfortable? What is it that we have in our lives that we refuse to let go of? Because those are the things that provide us the stability and support. And so... We were like, okay, this is great. I, I don't want to let it go because then what will happen? And, you know, so right now I'm sort of in, like in a – I have an opportunity to go do something and have the ability to be, to be amazingly blessed in it. Um, but there's no guarantees to anything except for my relationship and trust in the Lord. Um, and I can stay exactly in the same place I'm in now, and everything stays exactly the same. Um and I have an expectation. I have a, a stability as far as I know exactly when I'm going to get paid at the exact same time. But if I make this transition, well, then I don't know exactly when I'll get paid. I don't know what time. But where I'm at now, I can only make so much. No matter how hard I work at work, no matter how little I work, it's always going to be the exact same amount. And I can never make more, never make less, never make more. I'm in a nice little smooth place. Like, the um, children of Israel were, and when they were in bondage in Egypt, you know, they were slaves, but they still had food. They were still fed. They hated it, but they had come to a place where they had learned to be comfortable in their bondage. And so they continued their bondage. They griped and they complained about it, and they longed to be released from it, but they still had gotten to the point where they were so used to the stability they had that when the opportunity for freedom came and for them to go out on their own, then all of a sudden they started looking back at Egypt, glorifying the past 
and what was there because at least it wasn't unknown. At least it wasn't the future. At least they could trust in what they already knew instead of having to trust in God. And, you know, it's like I was telling Chris, who really wants to trust in God to begin with? Who wants to give up their stability and their um, expectations to start trusting in God? Because, you know, yeah, he could bless us more than we could possibly imagine. And, yeah, he said, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. But who really wants to take that, that journey? Who really wants to jump out on the water? And run out toward Jesus. Yeah, it sounds great. It looks great. But who really wants to do that? Well, we all do. It's just a matter of getting to the place of actually um, doing it. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. You know, um, it's a hard thing to trust in the Lord for things. And it really doesn't make any difference what it is you're trusting in the Lord for. It's hard. Um, Because you have to step outside the things that you can understand with your mind. You have to step outside of your um, own abilities, your own learnings, your own experiences from the past. And as far as you have to trust in what the scriptures say about the character of God, and who he really is, and place your trust, your trust solely in that alone for every step of the way and every step that you make in the future. You know, when it says that a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps, and it says the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. You know, I love those scriptures because they, de- they sort of define the walk of faith, is that you go out tomorrow and you may have some set of, sort of idea about what's going to happen in the future, but, you know, the Lord God really knows. Um and usually he tries to lead you in the best direction, where there's the greenest pastures, where the, this is still as waters. And sometimes we struggle and we fight and we're like, you know, I really want to go this way. Or, you know, I don't know if I want to go over there. I don't know what's over there. I am sort of just want to stay right where I'm at. Well, you know, you always have that option to stay where you're at. Nothing new and exciting will happen, but you'll be comfortable. And But, you know, if there's going to ever be change in your life, if there's going to ever be change in the situations that you're in, if there's going to ever be change in the people around you, then at times you've got to step out of being comfortable and step into being bold and step in to being men and women of faith and step into declaring with your lips that you don't care what mountains come, you're going to trust in the Lord. And even if the mountains do come, you're going to trust in the Lord. And that it doesn't matter what happened before. You know, Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press on toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, that I may lay hold of that, He said that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. You know, in every one of our lives, um, no matter if you're a preacher full-time, no matter if you're a student in school, um, a single mother, um, a family person, there's a plan and the purpose that the Lord has put in your life. There are visions and dreams that he has put in your heart and that he's birthed in you. There's visions and dreams yet to come that he hasn't revealed to you yet. Um, 
but those things that the Lord has placed within you and, you know, these seeds of expectation that there's something more out there will only come when you're willing to lay, let go of the things that you currently have so that you can reach forward, not to the things necessarily just that are ahead, but reach forward to the person that is ahead, which is if we're following him, we're constantly reaching out toward him. Lightning has lead us beside the still waters. Lightning has him lead us beside the green pastures, knowing full well that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, knowing that if he leads us somewhere, he's going to provide knowing that if he leads us somewhere, it's in our best interest, knowing that if he leads us somewhere, there's a blessing that comes in those places. There's a land flowing with, of, with milk and honey that God has prepared for those who love him in your own individual life. But you have to be willing to walk toward that and be willing to trust in him, even though you may not be able to currently see what the outcome is you may not be able to see every step of the road and every single and three steps ahead you know the bible says um the word of god is a lamp into our feet and it's a light into our path you know a lamp will give you brightness in a concentrated area um but like with your headlights in your car um you only see what's on the road right in front of you. It's really hard to see what's a mile or two down the road. Um, and so with the Lord, you know, he gives us overall pictures and overall destinations in our lives at times where he'll give you a general plan. I want you to do this, and sooner or later I want you to go here. And he'll give you this expectation in your heart of, of this desire of, where you see yourself in the Lord, what, what desires are in your heart that the Lord has placed there and wants to give you, those things that he wants to bring out of you, the gifts and the callings that he wants to bring out of you. You know, the Bible says um, your, your gifts will make room for you. And, you know, there is a place for you that he is wanting to establish you, and there's a place he's wanting to take you. But he's not going to show you. He's going to show you a general view of it, and he'll show you maybe the next step and what's right in front of you coming up. But it's rare that he's going to show you every single step of the way. Because if you knew every single step of the way, number one, you'd get involved and you'd probably screw it up. And I don't mean that, and I'm not saying that harshly, but if the Lord actually gave us every single detail of every single step, if the Lord said, okay, um, Sean, um, tomorrow you're going to go... I need you to go here and talk to this person, and then they're going to take you here. And on Thursday, you're going to do this, and next Wednesday, you're going to do this, and then I want you to do this. And if God gave us a detailed blueprint of every minute between now and the place that he's calling us to, then it wouldn't be a walk anymore. It'd be us trying to just um, – we have this whole list, and we try to rush through it and do it in our own timing. You know, Chris said something to me earlier tonight about timing. And it's true because, um, you know, we want to do everything quickly. We want to rush to get to the place that we think that we're supposed to be. But most of the times the places that we think we're supposed to be isn't really where God wants us because we, it says we know, we see in part and we know in part, um, but it's dim. We see a generalized view of what we think that God wants to do in our lives or the things that he's given us. But, even those things that we can imagine as far as what we think the Lord wants us to do, it's always ten times better than that. It's always ten times greater. It's always, I mean, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to, to 
the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. There's always so much more the Lord wants to do. There's so many more blessings he wants to pour out on your life. And you have to become people of expectation and people who have an imagination to believe in the impossible because those things which are impossible then become possible when you don't put a limit on what God can do in your life, when you're not wanting to limit him and say, okay, God, well, I'll do this, but let's hold back over here because I don't really feel good about that. I don't trust you that much in that area. Um, We never say that, but it's really what's happening. And, um, you know, sometimes you just got to let go of everything. Let go of the expectations that you have and say, God, paint for me new expectations. Write a new symphony in my life. Let me know what your will is. You know, Jesus always said, not my will, but your will be done. And by doing so, we yield ourselves to the Lord. And we tell him that we want his will to be done in our lives, no matter what that is. And, you know, we, we say that, and sometimes when we say that, not my will, but your will be done, we start to worry. Deep inside, we get afraid. And we're like, okay, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. I hope you're not going to have me get persecuted. And it always turns that when we say that, we just automatically assume the worst. But it's not very scriptural. Yeah, the Bible talks about persecution. And, um, and it says that we'll be persecuted. But it also says there's a glory on the other side. It also says there's a joy on the other side of persecution. On the other on the other side of our obedience and our walk, there's a deeper relationship with the Father. There's a deeper intimacy. There's a deeper trust. There is a deeper understanding of the commitment of the covenant that God has placed in our life that we actually allow him to fulfill his word. You know, we can talk about how the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us and that he'll always provide for us and that we can always trust him. But if we never allow ourselves to go to those places where we need him to provide for us, if we never go to those places where we need a miracle, if we never go to those places where we have to rely on him, then our level of trust with him never increases. It always stays exactly where it is because we've never done anything different. We never... And it's not necessarily putting him to the test, but we've never given him the ability to perform his word in our life. And one thing about the walk of faith is you're constantly living a life of expectation, knowing that God can do anything and everything. And so we always have to make an effort to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and not to limit what God can or would do in our lives because of our own fears and our own insecurities, because that's what the children of Israel did. You know, it says um, in Hebrews, um, let me actually get there real fast. Um, This may take a second, because I didn't actually have this up. At least I hope it's Hebrews. Hebrews chapter... Okay, I found it. So it says... Um, These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, 
embraced him and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Okay, maybe that wasn't it. I think that's it. Oh, yeah, that was it. Um, it says that, you know, if they had brought to mind that place they had come, it says in verse 16, but now, or for verse 15, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out of, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And, you know, um, the children of Israel always, and we always, have a, the opportunity to return back to the old things, to the old life, to the old ways, to the old expectations, to the old habits. Um, we always have the ability to return. But we're not men and women who live in the past. We're men and women who live in the present with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he's not the God of the future. He's not the God of the past. He He said, I am that I am. I exist. I am. He's the God of now. And um, he said, before Abraham was, I am. And it means that he is. Um, but there's a lot that goes into that. Because it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't have matter what happens tomorrow. What happens is we're walking with him right now. And when tomorrow comes, we're still walking with him right now. And every minute of your life becomes I'm walking with him right now. And, you know, whatever direction he leads me, I'm walking with him right now. I'm constantly having my eyes and my focus on him knowing that he loves me, knowing that he's going to bless me, knowing that he's going to provide for me, always keeping my focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, always allowing him to mold me and shape me and transform me um, so that we can lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of us. But it's a walk. It's a walk. It's a walk. It's never a quick sprint. You know, it talks about us running the race with endurance, but this walk of faith is a trust him right now. Trust him for this right now. And, you know, something will come up tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll have to trust God for something else. But today, we're trusting him right now. The very next breath that comes out of our mouths, we're trusting him for. And... um it's exciting to live by faith because there's no limit on the possibilities. You know, something we talked about earlier is what we have to do is um, take the word impossible and throw it out of our vocabulary. Because when you're serving the Lord Jesus and you're following him and walking with him, there is no, well, this couldn't happen, or there's never a possibility that this could happen, or it wouldn't it be nice, but I know that never will. You have to take all the doubt and the fear, and you have to completely cast it out, throw it out, forget about it, put it far behind you. And with open arms, embrace the God of possibilities, who said, with men, things are impossible, with God, nothing is impossible. 
you know, when Elijah had to go to a widow's son and he died and he stretched himself over this kid and raised him from the dead, it would would have been easy for him to say, okay, well, he's dead, that's it. Um, It'd be nice for him to come back up, but he's dead. Um, Nothing I can do about that. Um, That's the way it is. Um, No point trying. Because I know what the world says, he's dead, he's dead. But what Elijah did was he said, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what happens in the next breath. All I know is that I'm serving him, I'm walking with him. And I'm going to take this step. And whatever is on the other side is up to the grace and the mercy of the Father. And I'm going to take a step not knowing where I'm going, but knowing that there's a land flowing with milk and honey on the other side. And he did. And the kid came back to life. Because on the other side of your step of faith, on the other side of that mountain that he carries you through, there's a blessing. There is a place of prosperity. There's a place of peace. There's a place of joy. Because he's not going to take you anywhere that isn't better than the place you already are. He's not going to lead you somewhere unless the pasture is greener or if the wa- unless the waters are stiller. You know, the Bible says, though you go through the fires, you won't be consumed. Though you go through the waters, you will not be overtaken. You know, though he leads us through things. He leads us through things so our faith in him can can grow. It says the testing of your faith produces patience. And we all need patience. Because with patience, we have the ability to wait upon the Lord for those things that don't always come instantly. For when we know that there's something down the road, but it says don't cast away your confidence, which you'll have need of. Um, Because, you know, some things happen immediately and some things don't. And you need patience to trust that he's going to do things in his own timing and that he's going to complete the work which he started until the day of Christ. And in all of our lives, we have to go through those tests of faith um, so that we can produce patience. But then it says, let it have its perfect work, that you, all that has its perfect work, so you can be complete, lacking nothing. Um, but it's just an exciting thing to step out in faith and just start trusting God for the random things that you never would have trusted Him before. All the times you would have turned away if you turned inward. All the times that you would have said no, you say yes. Or you say why not. Or you say I hope this works. And you just place your faith in Him. And go for it. You know, the woman with the issue of blood fought through a crowd of people who were thronging about Jesus who all felt they had a right to be there. And, you know, she didn't know if she was going to be turned away because um, with her condition, she shouldn't have been there. She didn't know what was happening on the other side except for that she knew she needed to touch Jesus. And so she pushed on forgetting the past, forgetting what people had had said to her in the past, forgetting what the doctor said, forgetting the people who said you'll never get near him, forgetting the people who said it won't, you don't have, you're not good enough or whatever else. She's still pressed into Jesus. She's still pressed into the promise. She's still pressed into the hope. She's still pressed in 
because she knew on the other side of her pressing in, she was going to reach out and touch him where he was. And that's what you do when you take a step of faith is you forget everything else and you press into that place where you touch him and you allow him to lead you and guide you every step of the way, every minute of every day, of every second is because of him, is for him. It says in Colossians, all things were made by him and through him and for him and all things exist and consist because of him. Every breath because of him. Every moment because of him. You know, the Bible says he makes the rain pour on the just and the unjust alike. But every day is because of him. Every second is for him. Um, it says, present your bodies as living sacrifices. Every second of every minute of every day, no matter what happens, you do it for the glory of God. You do it toward, to him. You give everything to him, every part of your life to him, and let him bring you into a place where he can show his word to be true in your life, where he can turn around and bless you and perform signs and wonders and miracles and bring people into salvation. And in the process of everything he does in your life, he's going to get the glory and the honor for it because you're not the one doing it. You're allowing him to do it, and you're just placing your trust in him, knowing that he's faithful and just to keep his word. Anyway, this is um, Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. We're going to take a quick commercial break without the commercial. It's more like a worship break, um, which we probably should do a lot more. Um, so if you need prayer for something, give us a call. And we'll be back in just a minute. Take that step out on the water, but it'll 
Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. I like that one part where it says, He has put a new song in my mouth. <laughs> you know, I remember forever, I had this thing with the Lord. One of the quirks about our relationship is I'll sit in my car because I spend a great deal of time driving back and forth in my car and listening to worship music or whatever. And I'll put worship music on, and no matter what song I play, I'll never actually um, get what I'm trying to say or the desires and the groanings of my heart. Um, It'll never really match that. Um, I mean, the Bible says that the Spirit makes intercession through us with groanings that can't be uttered. And those groanings aren't always prayers. Sometimes those groanings are praise, too. And um, and I kept asking the Lord for a while, where's my new song? Where's the new song for me to sing? Not some song that came from some singer not that came from some preacher or some person I listened to. Where's my own personal song to you, Lord? And, you know, in all of our lives, um, each one of us have been through highs and lows. Um, we've been in the valleys, and we've been on top of the mountains at times with the Lord. And through the whole process, through this um, walk of faith where we end up having this testimony, um, and becoming this living epistle that the Lord has created to display his glory into the world. He starts developing this song in you. Um, it's a song of redemption and a song of salvation and a song of rejoicing. Um, you know, when the Bible says that he'll wipe away all the tears from our eyes and, you know, through everything, the hope that we have through him and in him, for him and because of him. Everything creates this this song in us that wants to cry out and sing out at the top of our lungs, great is the Lord God, great is his mercy, great is his majesty, great is his faithfulness toward his people, great is the Lord in my life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And, you know, in each one of your lives, if you look at the things that you've been through, the things the Lord has delivered you from, the blessings that he has poured out, the provisions he's poured out, and then you take all that and you turn your gaze toward Jesus and you release control of all your worries and your fears and you just place all your trust upon him and you let that song of rejoicing build up toward him, then no matter what happens in the future, no matter what obstacle comes, the new song that you have will carry you through it. Because it's through our joy, it's through our, the, our joy and our praise to him, it's through our worship that the gates of hell are shaken. It's through our praise and our worship that the mountains are removed. Um, you know, um, when we worship him, it places our mind not on ourselves, not on our situations, not on our own abilities, but it places our hearts and our minds upon him who's able to do everything. And I said it before, but and I say it almost every night, exceedingly, 
abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And that's the God we serve tonight. And every night from now through the end and then into eternity. A great compassionate God. Long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The God of possibilities. He said, nothing is impossible. He said, just place your trust in me and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Place your trust in me and let me show you the great things that you don't know. Let me lavish my love and my blessings upon you. Let me take you to the land flowing with milk and honey. Forget the things which are behind. Reach forward. Press forward to those things which are ahead. That you can understand, that you can comprehend, that you can come into a full revelation of that for which he has already laid hold of you. And have him bring you into that special place of a relationship with him where it's just you and him, just you and the Lord, you and your creator, you and your maker, you and your savior, you and your redeemer. And you take that new song of praise that you have to him and you let it produce in you faith. Anyway, um, Prayer International Radio, 619-638-8458. We're going to take um, one last break before the second half of the hour. And when we get back, we will have the very anointed um, man of God, Chris Herzog.
welcome to Prayer International Radio. And my name is Chris Herzog, and I'm picking up the second half of the broadcast. Uh, just picking up the second half of the hour here from 11 o'clock till about midnight. And if you guys need to call in, it's 619-638-8458. The email address is prayerinternational.gmail.com. And our uh, website is www.prayerinternational.org. So just taking some time to worship the Lord for a minute. Um, we had Sean Holmberg in the studio just sharing his heart, talking about a new song. And it's funny how God does that. You know, the Bible says that God will put a new song in your heart, put a new song in your mouth, that he'll set your feet upon a rock and establish your yelling, just like Psalm 40 says. You know, uh, actually, I think I'm going to go ahead and read that scripture and just share a little bit uh, from the Word of God, just to lay a scripture foundation about what Sean was talking about, I know he probably got into this, I think he got into this from last night, but I just want to reiterate it, because it's really good. Alright, so Psalm 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up out of the miry quit, out of the miry clay, out of the miry pit, the horrible pit. He set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he put a new song in my mouth. Verse 3 says he put a new song in my mouth. So when you are in that horrible pit, when you feel like you're sinking in quicksand, when you feel like you're in that miry clay, that horrible pit, when you just are sinking down and it doesn't seem like there's a way out. The word of God says that God will set your feet upon a rock and establish it going. That he'll put a new song in your mouth and praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. See, when people begin to see the praises of God in your mouth, regardless of the circumstances you're going through, they're going to begin to wonder they're going to begin to hope. They're going to begin to put their trust in the Lord when they see God moving in your life, when they see God establishing your going, when they see God having the ability to lift you up out of that horrible pit, out of that miry clay, and you can walk with that new song in your mouth. You can still praise God regardless of your circumstances. See, that's the key to having an overcoming life is praising God Regardless of your circumstance, even though things may look ugly, things may look horrible, there may be trial and tragedy and tribulation on every side. You may be facing situations that in the natural, there's no hope. See, God says there's hope. God says there's peace in the storm. God says he makes all things possible, even when they're impossible. God says he makes a way where there is no way. And he has the ability to lift you up out of your miry clay, out of that quicksand that you're sinking down in. He has the ability to lift you up out of that horrible pit. And he can actually put a new song in your mouth and praise unto your God. 
And when people begin to see it, just like verse 3 says, they will fear God. They will trust in the Lord. Verse 4 says, blessed is the man that makes the Lord his trust. And respects not the proud, nor such as turn aside the lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done. And thy thoughts, which are to us words, they cannot be reckoned. Up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. What the psalmist is saying is, look, Lord, you've done so many wonderful things. There's so many amazing things that you've done, but you can't even count them. You can't put a number on them. You can't keep up with them because God is constantly doing, constantly blessing, constantly pouring out, constantly doing amazing things. So it says, verse 6, sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears have you opened. My ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then I said, lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me. A delight to do your will, O God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. Question, do you delight to do the will of God? Is the law of God in your heart? Do you delight in the things of God? Do you desire to do the will of God in your life? Question that God wants to know. It says, I've preached righteousness. Verse 9 says, I've preached righteousness in the congregation. I've not refrained my lips, O Lord. I've not hid your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. I have not hid your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. But hold not thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. And see, that's the thing that's going to continually preserve us is God's loving kindness, God's truth. God's righteous right hand being in the midst of our situation. That's what's going to uphold us. That's what's going to keep us is the hand of God. Verse 12, for innumerable evils have compassed me about. My iniquities have taken hold upon me. So that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore my heart tells me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish evil on me. See, when people wish evil on me, when people wish evil on me, God says, He's going to drive them backwards. He's going to put them to shame. That's what the word of the Lord says. In fact, he'll cause a desolation to be in their lives, and that'll be the reward for their shame. Verse 15 says, let them be desolate for a reward for their shame. And say unto me, ha, ha, ha. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in me. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. See, God wants to be magnified above and beyond your circumstances, above and beyond your situation. 
The Lord wants to be enlarged or wants to become bigger. He wants you to make him bigger, to magnify him. See, when you magnify something, you actually, when you look at it, it looks bigger than it really is. And when you begin to magnify God, when you begin to magnify the Lord, he becomes bigger. He becomes bigger than everything around you. Verse 17 says, I am poor and needy of the Lord. The Lord thinketh upon me, thou art my help, my deliverer. Made no sharing, oh my God. So the psalmist was acknowledging God as his deliverer. Was acknowledging God as his God. And saying, Lord, I'm going to magnify you. I'm going to make you bigger than my present situation. And in your life, if you want to have an overcoming, victorious life, you've got to learn to magnify God and make him bigger than your situation. You've got to learn to lift up the Lord and make him bigger than the circumstances that you face. Praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we're just sharing a little bit about the Word of God, Psalm 40 tonight, just sharing and kind of reiterating God. Uh, as he was speaking to Sean tonight about a new song, I just wanted to kind of recap that and talk about that a little bit and share some scripture. Of course, I was not uh, in uh, in queue for the first hour of the show, so I'm not really sure where Sean went with things. And if this is confirmation or, or seems repetitive, uh, I apologize, but I just felt like the Lord wanted me to just share that for a minute. Praise God. Well, glory to God. So this is Prayer National Radio, and you can give us a call, 619-638-8458. You can feel free to go to the phone. And call in, you can go to the email, uh, prayerinternational at gmail.com. And if you need to reach us, uh, we're always at www.prayerinternational.org. We also have a 1-800 number. You can call in if you need to. 1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800-
uh, our ministry and different things going on that really means the world to us. So I just want to acknowledge those of you that are praying and standing in agreement with us. Uh, we thank you, and we really appreciate you. You know, there's many mighty men and women of God that the Lord has connected us with uh, through this show. You know, we haven't really met anybody personally. Everything's going to be a telephone, uh, email, Facebook, contact radio, you know, just Skype, you know, different media streams. But the Lord has really allowed us to build a spiritual family that way. And so we're so thankful for it. So appreciative to know that people are standing with us and praying. Well, Father, right now, I just pray for those that are listening, Father, those that are in the chat room, those that are listening by phone, those that are listening by blog talk radio or via the website. Father, we pray that you'd move mightily in their lives, that you'd reveal yourself in a mighty way and just reveal the love of Jesus, reveal the Holy Spirit, reveal the heart and the plan and the purpose of God to every man, every woman, every child, every teenager that's listening tonight, Lord, just show them what you desire for them. Show them what you have in your heart for them, Lord. Show us, show Sean and I, show those that are listening, show our families, show our friends what you desire. Father, give us an ear to hear what your spirit is saying and lead us and guide us in the right way. Lead us and guide us in the plain path and just show us your salvation, Lord. Show us your goodness. Show us your mercy. Show us your glory, Father. I just pray tonight, Father, that you'd reveal your glory to every hungry person, Lord. You said those that are hungry and thirsty would be filled. Put in us a hunger and a desire, a thirst for righteousness. That we would seek first your kingdom, Lord. And Father, I thank you that you're adding things into our life. As we seek first your kingdom, Lord, you're rewarding us and you're adding to our lives. You're blessing us. I thank you for that, Lord. You're a good God. You give good gifts to your children. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch every person in their bodies tonight. Those that have a need physically, that need healing. Father, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would surround them right now. And if you're listening tonight and you have a need in your body for healing, maybe you're standing in the gap for a loved one or a family member or a friend, look, take authority. Lay that hand on that part of your body where you're sick or or your friend, if you've got someone there that's sick, lay your hands on them. The Bible says lay hands on the sick. And they shall be healed. And that means for yourself, for your friends, for your family, for strangers. You see, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit that's within you is the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And Jesus gave you all power over every sickness and disease. He said, cast out devils, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, heal the sick. It was a commandment of God Jesus charged his disciples, he charged his apostles, he charged the New Testament church in the book of Acts, and in the same way, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's charging us to go forward in the power of his spirit and declare his truth. So, Father, right now we pray for every person that's declaring your truth and going forward in the power of your spirit, that you'd bless them in the works of their hands, bless the words of their mouth, bless the motives of their heart, Turn them towards your heart, Father. 
And, Father, we just pray in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Father, for everyone that's sick in their bodies, we declare that you are a healer. By your stripes they are healed. The blood of Jesus is speaking. If you're a child of the Most High God, listen, children is the healing's, uh, healing is the children's bread. Sorry. Get a little ahead of, get a little ahead of myself every now and then. Uh, healing is the children's bread. See, God has a bread prepared for you. God has a provision for you. Not just spiritual, not just religious, but even if you're suffering in your body physically, look, there's a promise in the Word of God that says, by His stripes you are healed. That Jesus healed every sickness and disease among the people. That God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we ask anything in His name, He'll do it. So, Father, right now we ask for healing. That you touch. That you touch him in Jesus' name. Amen. And all who are thirsty, and all who are come to the fountain and give you heart.
voice and ask for his presence.
Praise God. Well, this is Prayer International Radio. Uh, looks like we've got a caller. We're going to go into the screening room real quick and see what's going on. And so you guys just uh, be patient with us. We're going to put on the phone real quick and kind of check our screening room. So.
Lord, we say, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty, for my Yes, I can hear you. Okay, there you go. You're real loud now. Sorry, we're just having some technical difficulties. Okay, yeah, no. Hey, okay. I just I just have a praise report. You know, I know everybody's been praying for me. This is Faith Walk on Water. Oh, for about like a month or so. I don't know if everybody remembers. I think Sister Cheryl, you know, I've been having a lot of problems with asthma and stuff. But just recently, well, not recently, it's been about a month, I quit taking all my medication. And I have been breathing perfectly. Uh, I just want to thank the Lord for that. And I know he's healed me. And Well, praise the Lord. Um, so you, for about the last month, you've been breathing okay and been off your medication then? Okay, well, I'm not sure what happened. Um, We're going to go ahead and go back live. All right, well, apparently that was uh, Sister Lupe, Walk on Water, Faith Walk on Water. Uh, She's, from time to time, she's in... uh, the chat room and shares the word of God and I know she uh, has a ministry of her own that she does on the uh, blog talk radio too I believe but um, for some reason we're having difficulties it was cutting in and out so we'll kick back in Um, for some reason sister I can't believe in you so uh, we'll go back in and see what happens but she was just sharing uh, that she was giving testimony to Jesus that the Lord has healed her uh, she's been off her medications. Her breathing's doing much better. And, you know, we attribute that not to anything we've done, but definitely to everything that God has done. You know, God is the healer. And I just want to say that uh, for anyone listening tonight. God is the healer. God is doing the healing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is pouring out by his spirit, touching people in their bodies, touching people in their minds, touching people in their spirits. And that's what he does. He's a good God, and he has healing for his children. And so um, just want to praise God. And, in fact, we're going to kick back in in a minute, and I'm going to see if we can get Sister Lupe back on the phone. Uh, For some reason, I was having trouble hearing her. So I'm going to go ahead and kick back in in a minute and see if it's doing a little better. Can you hear me now? Sister Lupe? Yeah, can you hear me now? Okay, yeah, now I can hear you. Sorry, we're having some trouble for a minute, so I I kind of shifted gears, but I think we got it back together. So go ahead and no, no, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to encourage everybody. Like I said, you know, no matter what we're going through in our life, you know, God is with us, and we have how it, it is very important to be an example for the Lord and just share our testimonies with one another to lift up our brothers and sisters who are going through things no matter what it is. But we got to stand up and 
Never give up and stand on the word and keep going forward. Amen. Yes. Well, you know, I was just sharing because it it cut out for a minute, so I kicked back into the queue. I don't know if you could hear what I was sharing. But, um, you know, I was just sharing with everybody how, you know, it's not the people that are doing the healing. It's not necessarily our prayers or, you know, anything specifically. But it's the Lord Jesus Christ that's doing the healing by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We just want to encourage everyone that's listening, uh, whether you're listening to this radio show or any radio show or even connected to a church or not, you know, put your faith in the Lord. Put your faith in God as a healer. And when you pray to God, realize it's not necessarily your prayers that are doing it, but it's, it's the actual making the connection with God. And, and connecting into his kingdom and connecting into the flow of his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit is pouring out throughout the earth, touching people in their minds, touching people in their bodies, recreating people in their spirits, and, and transforming lives. And so what Sister Lupe was sharing tonight is really just a praise and a glory to God. Not anything that we're doing. You know, I mean, the Bible says to pray continually, and the Bible says to declare the word of God, and we'll continue to do that. But it's it's putting faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. putting your trust in the Lord, and praying to Him, acknowledging Him as your source of healing. And I really believe that that this miracle and, and this healing that's taking place in Sister Lupe's life is a direct result of her placing her faith in Christ as her source. She acknowledges him as her source of healing. And she doesn't go to a man or to a church or to a person or to a certain thing. She goes to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And she trusts the word of the Lord that says Jesus is her healer and that by his stripes she is healed. And the reason I'm saying it like that, Sister Lupe, is I want people to realize that we're not, you know, we're not promoting anything here except for Jesus. You know, we're not promoting a ministry. You know, yeah, we have a ministry, but that's not our focus. You know, um, what what's happening in your life is a direct result of God yeah, coming into your life by His Spirit and and changing you and, and transforming you and, and healing you and making you uh, more into what He wants you to be. And mm-hmm. so I'm saying that really just to encourage others that they'll continue to press in. You know, because let's continue praying. You know, also for all those who have ministries. Um, BTR, you know, I know some of them have been attacked because they don't agree with certain things people are talking about, you know, but we're not here to judge nobody. We're here to love one another. One of our fruits we need to show as Christians is love, you know. I know we have to correct others in love, but we're not here to judge anybody, you know. Um, I know that's been going on a lot on BTR, but, you know, we got to love them the same and we got to yeah. be an example for each and every one because we have a lot of people, you know, who probably uh, don't know about the Lord. And when they see a lot of this uh, uh, disagreements going on, you know, we we are a stumbling block, actually, for for other people who want to know about the Lord. And, you know, God is going to hold agree. us accountable. And we can't be doing that. And, you know, I believe that, you know, we might come to disagreement or not agree with some things, but, you know... We we still got to pray and ask the Lord to show us. Uh, if we don't agree with somebody, show us. Because, you know, it's all about a personal relationship. And if you don't have that, then you're not a born-again Christian. We really need to examine ourselves, where we're at, and and with the Lord. And, you know, when it comes down, you know, we have to answer the Lord. 
not me, my me and my neighbor, or my BTR follower. You know, it's between me and the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's such a good point, Sean. I'm so glad you shared that because one thing Sean and I have noticed since we started the program, you know, uh, I guess it's been probably like 90 or 100 days by now. You know, it's probably, I think we've been doing this a little over three, three and a half months. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of different ministers and people kind of share their thoughts and their ideas. And honestly, we've had some disagreements. Um, but, you know, Jesus said this. And I always like to go back to what Jesus said because I feel like that's a safe place to go. Uh, he said, you're get, they're going to know you're Christians by the love you have for one another. Yes. They're going to know you're my disciples by the love that you have for one another. And mm-hmm. he puts it really plain. And, you know, if we can learn to be brothers and sisters in the Lord and we can learn to love each other unconditionally and pray for each other, and even when people fall, you know, this is something that God's really been impressing me on lately is, you know, we see a lot of people that walk with the Lord and they struggle and they stumble and they fall. And, you know, we don't know whether it's from a pure heart and they're just going through trials or maybe they, they have on motives. We don't, you know, it's it's not our place to judge, like you said. The Bible says if you're spiritual, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. And so what I'm, I'm learning to do in this is that as we encounter other brothers and sisters that are maybe, you know, struggling in their faith or struggling with certain things or even falling or, or straying away, rather than judging them and kicking them when they're down, you know, the Bible says to lift them up. Yeah. To lift them up. When they're, when they're feeble, to lift them up. When they're, when they're falling, to love them and restore them back into the kingdom with the spirit of meekness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meekness is not weakness. A lot of times we think, well, if we you know, draw back a little bit in that area, or we don't get like a bulldog about this certain issue, then that's being weak-minded or we're being broad-minded and we're not being narrow. But a lot of times we need to realize, you know, if we can take the Word of God for what it says and we can, in love, apply it to people's lives, we can really see the power of the Spirit work in their lives. And if we can learn to get in unity and, and just love and restore each other and pray for each other, and when we stumble, when we go through trials, we lift each other up and we pray for those situations. We can really see the grace of God and the mercy of God, the beauty of the Lord, really come into the midst of that situation. And Amen. I think what Sean and I are endeavoring to do, what I hear in your heart tonight, and that's why I'm kind of, you know, sharing my, I'm kind of building on what you said, so to speak. Uh, you know, you brought out some really good points tonight. And I really think they need to be heard and people need to get a hold of those truths that are in those points that you shared. And one was loving each other, not judging each other. No. You know, learning to just, you know, share the love of Christ rather than being what you said was a stumbling block. And they might be a stumbling block for some newcomers, you know. They're going to say, well, that's what Christianity is all about. You know, I don't want no part of it. Exactly. And, you know, even in my own walk, you know, I've walked with the Lord for about 22 years. And I've had situations in my own life where when I saw the hypocrisy or I saw the backbiting or I saw other so-called Christians or, you know, Christians, proclaimed Christians that were, you know, really using uh, their their religion to destroy each other and fight each other and devour each other, so to speak, you know, it really turned me away from the things of Christ for a season in my life. And Amen. it was by the grace of God, you know, that he said, hey, don't equate me with what people do. And see, this is 
catchy things sometimes in, in Christianity and in organized religion and some of the things we experience. A lot of times we equate God with what people do or who people are. We automatically think that that's God or that's how God is or that's how God's mm-hmm. people are. And that's not necessarily the case. No. You know, it's, it, you know, and so sometimes we need to separate, learn to separate that, you know, God is totally different from his people. But his people need to imitate God, if that makes any sense. And so, um, what Sister Lipe was sharing—if if everybody's keying into that—you know, if you've got a, a radio program or a ministry or a church or some type of ministry, whether it be TV or radio or internet or street ministry or whatever it is, use your ministry for good. Use your ministry to be a blessing, and use your Amen. ministry to build people up. See, we. The Bible says to build people up. You Amen. Know, build build them up, them up not turn them down. Build them up. <laughs> exactly. And uh, if we continue to build each other up, we're only going to be strengthened. You know, we're only going to be that, that strengthened army. See, the Lord's trying to put us all together to, to make us a body. And I think a lot of people are sort of oblivious to that fact. You know, that we're not a, a, a deal unto ourselves. We're not some Lone Ranger ministry Christianity thing here. But God is actually trying to build and unite and knit together a body of believers. Amen. And we need each other. We actually need, you know, I, Sister Lupe, I, I need her prayers to pray for the strength of my wife and my ministry and what we're going through and for Sean. When she's praying for us, we need those prayers every bit as she needs our prayers to pray for her, to, to walk through her healing and to pray for her son and you know, different you know, different issues in all of our lives. Yes. We need each other to lift each other up in those situations. And uh but if we spend our time devouring and we spend our time nitpicking and we use all that time for negative, then really what it does is it begins to work against the kingdom of God. It begins to constrain and, and consternate or or, you know, really just kinda you know, if you've ever driven a bicycle and you've ever seen somebody put something in the spokes of the wheels, you know how it just yes. kind of causes the whole thing to come down. And that's kind of what the enemy likes to do with with believers. You know, he likes to get them taking each other and, and just stop the whole thing. Uh, but if we can learn to love each other, the Bible says faith works by love. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if we're going to yes. be pleasing unto God, We've got to be lovers of God, eh? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And love each other, that your believers, your brothers, your sisters in Christ, those that proclaim Christ, learn to love them. Uh, learn to, to have love for your fellow brother and your sister. And, you know, that only comes by the Holy Spirit, and we definitely have to ask for that. And so I just, you know, I didn't mean to, to cut you off if I did, Sister Lizette, but, you know, something you said really just struck a chord in my heart yes. that we need to uh, not become a stumbling block. And that was really the, the one issue you said tonight that really spoke volumes to me is that we need to be a city set on a hill. We need to be a light. We need to be an example. We need to be something that promotes and exhorts and encourages people to go forward in the things of God and not just the opposite. 
And so with that being said, if you want to share anything else, sister, feel free. We've got a few more minutes, and I'd love for you to share No, that's fine. I want to thank the Lord, you know, for his healing in my life, and that everybody just continue going forward, and, you know, that we can share whatever we're going through in life in the future, you know, to help others to come, you know, to come through what they're going through, and and, uh, just praise the Lord, and just keep going forward, and don't give up, and walk in love. Sometimes it's tough out here to walk in love, but we got to walk in love. And I think that's it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And uh, thank you for your program. And thank you, Sister Cheryl, for all your prayers and everybody out there on BTR. We'll be praying hey, for everyone. What? Hey, I'm curious, since the Lord's working this healing in your life, I know your faith is kind of up there for healing. Yes. So why don't you just... Pray a prayer of healing over anyone that's listening tonight, and we'll just agree with you. And then we're going to actually close the show out after you pray. But if you don't mind, if you would, just say a prayer for anyone listening that, that needs healing, because I know you've got the faith for it. That needs prayer for healing? Sure. What you're saying. Okay. Feel free to just pray a general okay. prayer for anyone that's listening tonight. And, uh, okay. Well, Father we Lord. I agree with you, because I know you have the faith. So. Okay. We only got one minute, though. <laughs> says there's time is ticking but we thank you lord jesus for this for this evening tonight that you have brought us we just thank you god for all the miracles that you're doing in each and every one of our lives father god you said that by your stripes we are healed and we just thank you god for bringing us through that for healing us father god we know that the enemy is a liar father god and we know that when you said at the cross it is finished it is finished we claim your victory now in jesus name thank you god for for um for your mercy, for for what you have done on the cross, Father God. Teach us to walk in your in your righteousness. Love us, Father God, and and help us to be everything that you want us to be, Father God. We just thank you, God, because you're such an awesome God and you're faithful even though when we're not faithful. We just stand on the word, Father God. Give us that strength, Father God, and we just love you and we just praise your name for everything you have done, everything you're doing, and everything that you promised to do for us. We love you, God, and that you show yourself to us in a very special ways in dreams and visions, Father God. We just thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Uh, well, thank you, Sister. Hey, that was Sister Lupe, uh, Walk on Water for Jesus. I think that's how you, yeah, I know you've changed it up a little bit, but. Yeah, you you have a blog talk radio program as well, correct? Yes, I do, and uh, it's um, uh, www.faithwalkonwater, and it's on Friday nights yeah. at 9.30. Amen. Well, we're going to continue to pray for you, sister, and appreciate your prayer and support. And uh, anytime you want to touch base or share your heart, feel free to okay. call in. <laughs> and uh, you're always welcome. We we really okay. love your ministry and your, your prayers and, and know that you're with us and know that you have a kindred spirit and we continue to pray okay. for you always. And uh you're very much bless welcome. you tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna break into the song. I think we're wrapping it up. But, I think uh, we're already I think we're already twelve oh one. Thank you. We are actually God bless you. Hey, Good bless night. you tonight and we'll we'll catch you tomorrow, I hope. So okay. You. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. All right, you have a good night. You be blessed. Thank right, you. Bye bye.